a podcast about friends and how I met your mother. I'm David. And I'm Natalie. How are you, Natalie? Tired. I know. Um, You've had a rough couple of nights. Friends and mothers. I celebrated, this is my birthday weekend, so I celebrated my birthday on Friday night with you. Mm-hmm. And then yesterday I went to an all-day music festival. Almost um, all day. Almost all day. It was, <laughs> it's called Cruel World. It features several nostalgic bands from like post-punk, dark wave, synth. So yeah. uh, I saw a little bit of Iggy Pop. I saw all of Echo and the Bunny Men. I saw some Billy Idol. I saw Squeeze. I oh, saw cool. ABC. Um, I did not see Susie Sue because there was severe weather conditions. So everyone had to evacuate. Yeah, lightning. Um, because, of, yeah, lightning the threat storm. of lightning and the fire department shut it down. So thousands of goths piled into <laughs> the already congested uh, <laughs> massive parking lot. It was, it was chaos. So I'm a little bit tired because I obviously drank You've been partying a lot. hard all weekend. Yeah, didn't sleep no. much, drank a lot, so I'm a little rough sounding today. Uh, I think you sound great, um, and I think it'll probably come through when you have to uh, uh, vamp. There'll probably be some real uh, an extra an extra shading of ASMR. Yeah, maybe. Um, and you took me out to a lovely dinner on Friday night. Yeah, we went to Crossroads Kitchen, which is a uh, it's like an upscale vegan. Vegan, like small plates, I guess. Yeah. Uh, type of restaurant. Ita- I think like it leans Italian. We, our selections definitely did. We yeah. had like pasta and pizza, oh, and yeah. like a, a tofu marsala. Yeah. Um, it was really good. Yeah, it was really really good. Highly recommend it if you're in uh, Calabasas or LA or Vegas or Vegas. Yeah. Check it out. Uh, but this is not a podcast in which we talk about birthdays and vegan restaurants in Los Angeles. Although we could do an entire podcast about vegan that. restaurants yeah. in Los Angeles. Um, this is a podcast where we talk about friends and how I met your mother. We watch an episode of each every week concurrently. We compare, contrast, contrast, have other fun segments. Today we're on to season five, episode six. Season five, episode six of Friends is called the the, the one, one with the Yeti. The one with the Yeti. Ah, I completely forgot that. And um, season five, episode six of How I Met Your Mother is called Bagpipes. Yeah, the one with the Yeti. I completely forgot. Uh, what if everyone just had fancy water bottles? <laughs> this is my sense of humor. I have I'm a Yeti. Um, deprived. Uh, it was like a you know corporate swag thing. I have a Yeti like coffee cup. Yeah. Has my I guess it's not employer's fancy, logo on it's it. More expensive because it's it, it it's really really works. They're insane forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I actually, I also have also from the same employer uh, a Yeti water bottle. And I remember one year you and I were like, we go to Joshua Tree every year for our, our anniversary, and we like sometimes get like cabins, but a couple times we got like basically just a camper in the middle of a plot in the desert. So yeah. it's like. It's kind of like, I mean, it has Wi-Fi. It's kind of like glamping, I guess. Yeah, I guess. It has Wi-Fi and it has a window air conditioning unit, so that's nice. But it's still still kind of roughing it. Yeah. (laughs) And I remember, like, filling up my water. But because the water is coming from under the desert in the middle of the day, it was warm. Yeah. So I, like, filled up my Yeti water bottle. And I was like, oh, that's warm. I'm going to toss this in the cooler. 
for like hours. Yeah. And hours later, I pull it out. The bottle is freezing. Water inside, still warm. So yeah. this is not a commercial for Yeti, but just to... They do work. Yeah. They really do work. All right. Um, but no, we... Uh, let's... Those are the two episodes. Let's put a pin in the bagpipes. Uh, just bagpipes. <laughs> and we're going to start with Friends, Season 5, Episode 6, the one with the Yeti. Um, so Monica and Chandler are making out in Chandler's apartment. But hi, kids. Joey's home early. And he catches them. Friends and, and mothers, if you get that reference, <laughs> let us know ASAP. Yeah, if you get that reference, you are between the ages of 39 and 43. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the only people who would get that reference. Yeah. Um, uh, so, um, and he catches them and he's like, look, because he knows what's going on, but he's like, I don't want this to all be on me. Um uh, if you, if I have to pretend not to know, you have to still keep it secret around me, he, you know, so they have to like go, um, hide, uh, hide their love, um, hide their light under a bushel. Um, meanwhile, Phoebe got a, a fur coat. I think this is, is this at the perk? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so so at the, we're at the perk the next day, I guess. Um, and Phoebe, uh, got her mom, her mother, um, Terry Gar, right? Mm-hmm. Sent her um, a family heirloom, which is a mink coat. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Phoebe, being Phoebe, is not into that. Um, also, there's a Wilco sticker on the wall. Oh, yeah, because uh, Gunther confronts uh, Ross about, like, uh, putting up flyers, yeah. you know? And he's like, you can't put up flyers in here. And he's like, why? There's flyers everywhere. He's like, you, you can't, can't put up flyers yeah. in here. But he's like... Selling all of his furniture because Emily doesn't want any trace of his past life. Namely, uh, Rachel. Specifically, Rachel in the yeah. apartment. Um, so Ross, like, I, I don't know, he leaves to go to the bathroom or something, and, and Joey, Joey really hates Emily and sort of gets everyone to admit that they hate Emily too, but they're like trying to be supportive friends yeah. as long as Ross is happy. And it's not so much that they hate her, but they disagree with what she's putting Ross through. Okay, yeah. Later in the episode, Joey does say, we hate Emily. But then Monica's quick to say, no, <laughs> right. no, no, we don't. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, we cut to Monica and Rachel in the basement storage unit at their apartment building looking for the tiny little wa- uh, like mini waffle, ma- waffle maker. And uh, they get caught in a horror movie. The lights go out and a hairy beast of a man with a, a hook of some sort um, is in the basement and uh, Rachel grabs a bug bomb that they yeah. had in their storage unit and, and F- bombs fogs him, fogs him as yeah. they keep saying. Uh, and they and they run out. Um, uh, Joey says, he'll take the coat. We're back at the perk. Joey says, he'll take the coat. Ross says, not only am I getting rid of all my stuff, I'm moving to another department. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emily wants me to, to move all the way uptown, mm-hmm. like three trains away, as yeah. Joey says. Um, and, uh, yeah, where, do we know where they live? Um. Is it, like, the village? I think, I think it's a village. Okay. Um, where was I? Uh, so Ross is moving, so, uh, oh, yeah, uh, Joey hears the story about, so Monica and Rachel show up and they're like, here's what just happened. Uh, we fogged this, uh, Yeti, this crazy Yeti-looking guy who was threatening us, and, and Joey realizes right away they fogged Danny, the new guy in the building who, uh, just came back from hiking in the Alps or something, Mm -hmm. I can't remember, and, like, Mm -hmm. is all, 
hairy and unkempt. And I think the implication is that he was like putting away his hiking equipment. That's why mm-hmm. it was like hooks and he had like a grappling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, um, grappling hook is that what it's called? Grappling, grappling. Hook? But rap- you repel. Repel. So it's a rap re- repelling but, hook. Yeah. Maybe you're right. Yeah. Uh, so they go to Danny's apartment to apologize. Monica and Rachel do. Um, he's wearing a very fake-ass-looking beard and wig. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm not even one who normally clocks that sort of thing, but yeah. it's very fake-looking. Yeah. Uh, he's played by George Newburn. Yes. Uh, who is... What do you know him from? So I know him from Father of the Breath. Yes, that's exactly what I know him from. Yeah. But apparently he was also he's on in, Scandal. He's in lots of things. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Father of the Bride. He is the... Uh, prospective groom, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, meanwhile, so we get back to Monica and Rachel's apartment, and Phoebe has uh, made a deal with uh, an undertaker friend of hers to cremate the coat in return for Phoebe <laughs> throwing her some business the next time someone she knows dies. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, but Rachel's like, no, I want it. It's fashion, blah, blah, blah. And then Phoebe is like, what, this is fashion? And she, like, puts it on to, like, mock, uh, oh, like, Phoebe is in the new hairy carcass, which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, she catches a glimpse. But she catches a glimpse of herself, hair. and she likes the way she looks in it. Um, she guarantees it. Yeah. Uh, next up, the gang are all helping Ross move out of his apartment. Um, there's a funny bit with some fossils here. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's in your funniest moments. No, it's not. So, um uh, Chandler is having trouble lifting a box and he's like what's in this Ross just a bunch of rocks and Ross is like no that's actually my collection of fossils and Chandler's like so a bunch of rocks yeah. so, again you're not supposed to bring the specimens home from yeah. the museum <laughs> this has been an ongoing issue yeah yeah um, yeah rules for rules for thee and not for me right yeah uh and once Joey catches wind that Ross is even a little bit unhappy with the situation, he takes that as a window to completely, like, go off on how much he right. is upset with Emily. Because at first, the gang, like, in, like, Central Perk, they are, like, Joey's talking shit about Emily, and they're all, like, we kind of, like, all feel the same, but you have to be be an actor and, like, yeah, kind right. of pretend, like, play it cool because this is a big deal for Ross and we have to be friends to him. So if he wants to do this, if this is making him happy, this is what he wants, we have to respect it and honor his wishes. Um, Yeah. So Uh, that's why like the second he's, you know, showing some displeasure with the plan, that's when Joey takes his window. Uh, But then the rest of the gang kind of like admit they kind of are on the same side as Joey. And so Ross gets really defensive and offended and has this big speech about how he's the only one who's married and none of them know what marriage is and kind of like suggests that their lives are trivial because they hang out at the at the perk too much yeah. uh, which Fee- that part Phoebe agrees with um, uh, so uh, we're at the but we go straight to the perk <laughs> but everyone's like sad that Ross is like mad at them um, Phoebe is justifying <laughs> That she can wear the fur coat because minks, like, aren't... Oh, okay. We'll get to that later. Uh, That's fine. Rachel runs into Danny, uh, the former Yeti, in the uh, lobby or the mailbox area of their apartment building. He's he's cut all his hair, which he had to to get the bug bomb uh, scent out of it. 
Um, and he says some critical. He he, he negs Rachel is what he does. Yeah. He says some very critical things about her being like. Uh, or uh, having shopping bags and her but also like just being like superficial shallow. because like yeah. you judge me by my appearance yeah. you've got your shopping bags like I got you figured out uh, but the the I guess he's been watching uh, you know um, the pickup artist mm-hmm. on on uh, VH1 in the mid 2000s because uh, it works his negging works and uh, they go out on a lunch date to get some pizza um and I was like, I, I want some pizza. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah we, we watched these right before we ate lunch today. So I was actually kind of hungry. Yeah. Uh, and we worked up quite an appetite cleaning our patio uh, and our dishwasher today. Yeah. Yeah, we're real domestic, mm-hmm. domesticated folks here. We're domestics. Uh, yeah. That's not what that term means. <laughs> Like a domestic is like someone who works in someone's home, oh, like a like right. a maid or a butler or sure, whatever sure, sure. Okay. would be a, a domestic. Um, although now I wonder if that's a outdated. Yeah, yeah, outdated. I, I wouldn't say it uh, other than to correct my wife, whom I love very much. Yeah, you do a lot of that these days. Don't you? I do far less of that yeah. than I used to. I used to have a problem with that, you know, and I fully admit it. Like a lot of dudes, I was like, "You were the well, technically guy all the time." I don't know if I was quite a mansplainer, but I was a yeah. I would correct grammar. Yeah, but here's the thing, and I've said this before to you. I don't know if I've said it on the podcast. This is where the golden rule fails, right? The golden rules do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Mm-hmm. But that's not what's happening here. Mm-hmm. Because if I, in public, said something that was factually incorrect or grammatically incorrect, I would want to be corrected immediately. Because the longer, the, the more time that goes by between me saying something incorrect and me finding out I said something incorrect, the more embarrassed I am. If I say something that is incorrect or grammatically incorrect and like two months later I realize it, I will think about that for the rest of my life. Whereas if I'm corrected in the moment, it's like, oh, good. Okay, sorry. I'm now everyone's everyone's on the same page now. Well, the big one that I reference, we don't have to discuss, but um, it wasn't like, it was a joke. It wasn't oh, I was trying like to be funny. That's a, a grammatical. Yeah. I was trying to be funny. And like you took it as like. I think I thought I was playing. You said you did good, and I said I did well. I think I knew. I think I knew you were trying to be funny, and I, I was trying to did. play along. I don't think you did. Okay, I don't know. I don't. I don't really remember this as well as you do. Maybe I was just. Oh yeah. But I, I think I was trying that. to be funny. Um. But uh. No, I was talking about like. This was like our first, like one of our first dates, and one I was of first like, big that dates. was a total turnoff. Yeah. Like, because I was trying to be like playful. But I think I thought no, I was trying like, to be playful. Totally serious. I don't think I. But I don't know. Maybe I was that big a dipshit back then. I think you were. Um, but I'm talking about like if you. Uh, there's an example that came up years ago because I don't do this anymore. We were talking to friends about our other friends, and you were like, "Oh, our other friend like these people live in Pasadena or Altadena," and you were like, "Oh, our other friends. We were just there at Al- in Altadena last night," and I was like, "That's." They, that's technically Pasadena. Right. That's the sort of thing. That's the kind of thing that, like, it's not relevant to the story whatsoever. The listener does not need to know that information. It's just to correct me and tell me I'm wrong. I know. And I know that now. Yeah. That's why I don't do it anymore. Do, do but what think- I'm saying is, if, let's say the table's a turn, and I said, like, oh, yeah, we were just at our friend's house in Altadena last night, and you didn't say anything. And then two months later, I realized that Frank and Bridget live in... All in in 
Pasadena, not Altadena. And I'm going to think, oh my God, for two months, Tom and Kiara have been under the impression that our friends, Frank and Bridget, whom they don't even know, live in Altadena when they actually live in Pasadena. I'm so embarrassed. That's wow. how my brain works. But, like, that says that you, like, think so highly of yourself yeah. and your, like, conversational skills that people are just, like, holding on to every word you say. No one yeah. cares. Yeah. It's not relevant. It doesn't impact the story whatsoever. I, look, I know all this now. I know that I'm the crazy one, and that's why I don't do it anymore. That's why I'm comfortable talking about this. Okay, you're not crazy. But because I don't do it anymore, and just, I, I know it was wrong when I did it. Yeah, it's just different styles of different preferences, we'll say. Okay, I'm a little crazy. Um, uh, okay, so they all co- uh, the gang all come back to Ross. The gang minus Rachel, obviously. She's not allowed to be around Ross. Sure. Come back to Ross's apartment to apologize uh, to him. Um and that goes the way it goes. Then we get a quick uh, sort of transition with the World Trade Center towers. Um, we're back at Monica and Rachel's apartment, and Joey is talking about how he he was saying the reason he couldn't keep his mouth shut is because as an actor, his emotions are always up on the surface. Yeah. Uh, it, was a, it was a funny speech. Yeah. Um, Rachel's there, but she's like, oh, I'm not supposed to hang out with uh, Ross. I'm just going to hang out in my room while they have dinner. Also, she just ate pizza. And, she just ate pizza. Like, yeah, she doesn't need dinner. Um, still, it's a kind of a sad... Yeah, she's going to go hand in her room. But Ross is like, no, don't do that. And Joey is like, yeah, hang out with us. And then Emily calls Monica looking for Ross because this is pre-cell phones. Yeah. Right? That's what you had to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And Ross uh, admits, well, at first Joey is like trying to play like one person who's not here is definitely Rachel. (laughs) Um, and Emily's like, I would hope not. Ross knows better than that. And Ross has to admit, like, you know what? Actually, Rachel is here, and Emily is pissed off. He goes out, takes the the, the cordless uh, telephone out onto the balcony. I never mm-hmm. feel comfortable calling it that. I don't know what it is. Um, Fire escape. But it's not that either, because there's no way off of it. Mm-hmm. It's just a little, like, outdoor We don't perch. know that. There might be a ladder underneath. Okay. Friends and mothers? Is this a... Yeah. Yeah. Um, makeshift what is that patio yeah it's Um, so large to be a fire escape i feel like it is a patio but yeah i don't think it i think it's just the building is built in a way that that's just like their downstairs neighbor's rooftop like it just juts out a little little further and they just hang out there okay because if you think about it there's no door to it i think you just said that sorry they had to go out the window Yeah. yeah So it, it, I mean, I guess that would be a fire escape. You cl- crawl out the window. That's what that's what uh, uh, Ted and Robin do. But like Monica's such a rule follower that it's it would seem like if it's not an actual, you know. That's true. That's true. Um, so uh, yeah. So basically, they break up. Ross's or Emily is like because Ross's Ross's argument is like if this is going to work you have to trust me and Emily realizes she doesn't yeah. uh, which seems to be like kind of a a trend because like Rachel wouldn't take Ross back until he like admitted there's a, there seems to be a like he seems to cause people to like distrust him yeah um, but it's because he's so untrusting is part of it mm-hmm. you know and also mm-hmm. because he said Rachel's name instead of Emily's yeah. <laughs> um uh so then at the end, they uh, he comes back in and says what happens, and then they all comfort him. Phoebe puts the coat around him because it was cold outside. It's a it's a cute moment. But then we get a tag at the end, post-credits, or o- over under the credits or whatever, where 
uh, Phoebe's wearing the coat at a at a newsstand, and uh, a squirrel is looking at her angrily, and she eventually like gives up and just hands the coat over to the uh, newsstand. The, the, yeah, the the newsstand keeper or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, who and then she's like, "Are you happy now? I'm cold." And that's that's the episode. Yeah. Do you have any other? Funny moments or any other star reservations or should, should we move on to funniest moments? This is not a seg. We'll, we've we've talked about Stolen from Seinfeld. Oh, my um, gosh. Yeah. So I feel like the use of the Yeti is, we already talked about, it's very similar to Pigman. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I also, thought you were going to talk about the fur. Oh, yes. Elaine being anti-fur. Yes. And then like yes. later in the later episode, George is like, I thought you were anti-fur. And she's like, eh, who has the time? <laughs> Yeah. Um, also, like the joke about, I hope this was not in your funniest moment, but um, Phoebe's friend, Crematorium, Crematorium Chris. <laughs> yeah, that's very like, Kramer. like yeah. yeah, Phoebe is the Kramer of the group, obviously. Totally. Um, um, but yeah, nothing else. Okay, so uh, first funniest moment for me. Oh, was, wait. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Go ahead. We haven't gotten to funniest moments yet. Okay. Um, no, this is not funniest oh, okay, moment. I was say. Um, when Joey says. When he, Joey's talking about like his acting, and he says, "I got a lot of balls in the air." <laughs> I couldn't help but think of Rodney Dangerfield and one in of Lady my Bugs. one yeah. of my favorites, Ladybugs. Yeah, I got a lot of balls. I All I know of, is I got a lot of balls. I got a lot of balls. Um, funniest, uh, funniest moment. So at, at the beginning, um, uh, the 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 cold open. Um, when when Joey tells Veronica and Chandler to stop making out, and then he goes into his room and they start making out, and he's like, "I, can I can hear you," yeah. and they're like, "Okay, let's go." You know, Rachel's out. Let's go over to our apartment. <laughs> the door closes and the apartment's empty, and then Joey goes, "I can still hear you." Yeah. Um, <laughs> in the first scene at the perk, when Phoebe has the big box and she, well, two things that she okay, does. One of them I think is on mine too. Yeah. Okay, I'll save that for you. Okay. Um. But when she's saying, like, my mom gave me this big box of family heirlooms, she's like, I used to not, like, not so long ago, I had no family at all, and now I have heirlooms for crying out loud. Yeah. <laughs> um, the thing I was going to point out was that to open the box, she, like, puts her foot up on the chair and pulls, pulls her knife. ankle knife out yeah. that she and everyone's just carries just all like, the time. Uh... But that's also, like, back to her, like, dark past. Yes. She probably, like, learned to carry a blade. Yeah. Survival. When she Street was survival. living on the streets. Yeah. yeah. Um, also when, um, when Rachel sees the fur coat, she says, would you look at those pelts? <laughs> um, did you ever see, do you remember the Showtime limited series or, or anthology series, Masters of Horror? Uh, I, I remember it being on, yeah. There was one, and I'm trying to remember who directed it, Dario Argento maybe, where Meatloaf played a, like, fur trapper, like a present-day fur trapper, who became obsessed with these rare, sparkly raccoons. Oh, my God. But then it turns out they have magic powers, and they were, like, uh, they, I don't know, fucking with him or cursed him, and then um, basically at the end, Meatloaf skins himself alive. Oh, my God. (laughs) But anyway... That episode is called Pelts, and I always think of it when I hear the word pelts. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, uh, I think it was, so Joey's like, <laughs> when Emily's on speakerphone, Joey's like, like I was saying, I can tell you who's not here, Rachel. Um, and then when Ross 
finally admits like Rachel is here. Joey goes, "Oh yeah, there she is." Yeah, no, that Chandler does that. <laughs> oh, it was Chandler. Yeah, it's funnier if it's Joey. Yeah, as if yeah. she just walked in the door. Yeah. Um, we talked about it before, but when uh, Phoebe's trying to rationalize the the coat, the fur coat, uh, yeah. she's she's done her research and found out that minks. Are not very nice. <laughs> I wonder if that's true. Which they're like weasels, so they're not nice. They're in like the weasel family. Mm. I think they're like quite vicious. Good for them. Yeah. I mean, stay away from me, but good for them. Um, but yeah, they're very mm. cute. Minks are very cute. Uh, my last one is uh, when Ross is on the balcony. We're calling it that for now. Um, he's facing the street. Uh, oh my god, minks are adorable. Yeah. Uh, he's facing the street. And Joey is sure that he's smiling. And Monica's like, you can't tell from behind. And he's like, sure you can. And then so he stands up and faces the window and is like, look, smile, frown, smile, frown. And then Ross, having just gotten the devastating news that his wife is leaving him, turns around (laughs) and through the window just sees Joey alternately smiling and frowning and smiling and frowning. Uh, That's the end of Funniest Moments for me. Do you have Um, any more? I just have one more. Okay. and that's when they're in the basement looking for the little round waffle maker. It's just funny that Rachel's like, I want, the- yes, I want, because she's afraid of basements. Right. And uh, Monica's like, well, like, are you sure you want the little, ra-? she's like, yes, I want the little round waffle maker. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just funny, like, the conversation that, yeah. like, Rachel wants to make these. But you know what's going to happen. Or Rachel wants Monica to make them. Exactly. Yeah. She's just going to get them out to make Monica make them. Or yeah. she's going to do them wrong, and then Monica will yeah. do it for her. Yeah. Like, uh, what's that? Uh, weaponized incompetence? Yes. Right? Yes. yes. Um, for some reason, when I always think of weaponized incompetence, um, I think of maybe the earth, earliest example in fiction that I ever saw was Dagwood intentionally breaking dishes in a Blondie comic strip oh, okay. so that he wouldn't be asked to wash the dishes anymore. Hmm. I Sometimes I conflate them with learned helplessness. And I'll give you, like, when I was little, or when I was younger, I used to count on other people to, like, find the car or find where things were. So I just kind of, like, learned to not pay attention to directions because I didn't have to. And it kind of fucked me up because, like, I mean, I fucked myself up because now I don't, I'm pretty bad at directions. Um, And also, like, finding my car in a large structure stolen from Seinfeld. Yeah. But like, I will just like totally forget about it, get out of my car, go into the mall or whatever and be like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but that's for years and years of like depending on my sister for yeah. doing that. Uh, you just reminded me of a memory. Where maybe maybe one of my earliest memories because I couldn't have been any older than six, probably five. And I was at daycare, uh, which was at, I can't remember who would, what, it was like someone's house or something and I was like, um, so there were a bunch of kids like at a playground on the swings, and I was like, um, "Okay, push me on the swing, right?" Because I wanted to, to like one of the workers, and it was he was like a younger guy. In retrospect, he was probably like a teenager, <laughs> but uh, like in my memory, he was a young man, and he was like pushing, and he was, and I remember him like getting kind of like annoyed with me and being like, "David, you're one of the bigger kids here. You can." start yourself on the swing. Yeah. And it never, like, I'd only ever been pushed on a swing. It had never occurred to me that, that it was something yourself. I could do myself. 
And then I learned, and I was like, oh, I never need to be pushed again. But I thought, up until that moment at, like, five or six, I thought, like, you sit in the swing and someone pushes you, and then that's how you start. The idea of, like, kicking your legs or or pushing, well, I was probably too, my legs wouldn't reach the ground. Um, So the idea of, like, kicking your legs to get started, I had never, it had never occurred to me until that moment. That's very funny. But also, I think, like, being pushed on the swing just hits different. (laughs) No. Well, I think... For you, maybe. But I think it won't come as any surprise to you that the realization that, like, I can do this by myself was a big plus up. Yeah. You know? I don't want to rely on other people. Right. Um, But it's like scratching your own back. It's not the same. Yeah, you can scratch. It's better. Scratching your own back is better. No. Having your back scratched by someone else is the best feeling. No. I can go like this all day long, but it's not going to feel nice and relaxing. Okay. Uh... I'd rather do it myself. <laughs> oh my God. This is why I've never had a professional massage, as we've talked about. Because you could massage yourself? No, because I don't like to be touched. Especially, I mean, you're okay. I, after, uh, I'm that's okay? The, yeah, that's the end of the list. Oh, we're getting into <laughs> Barney, or uh, Marshall Lilly territory. To yeah. Be, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, but that, that's for later. Okay, uh, are we moving on, moving on to Friends But Make It Fashion? Yeah. Uh, Phoebe had a red coat and a yellow coat in this episode. Be- the, be- before she put, Before she put on her mink coat, she had a red coat and a yellow coat. Um, and I loved them both. Mustard, ketchup and mustard coats. I like that. Um, Joey had a great turtleneck. Love when these people wear turtlenecks. Um, do you have any more? Oh, I have so many. Oh, okay. Um... In the in her first scene when she gets the coat, Phoebe, uh, I know we make fun of statement necklaces a lot on How I Met Your Mother, mm-hmm. but she had a big old sun, sunflower necklace that mm-hmm. I thought was very cool mm-hmm. and, and very Phoebe. She's worn it before. Okay. Um, okay, so the Gellers. Monica has great, incredible hair, and Ross has very gross hair. It's like a pre-mullet. Oh. I was going to say, I thought his hair looked better in this episode than no. it has all season. No. It's like greased up and too but long But it's getting longer in, the back. in a way that mm-hmm. I like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, agree to disagree. Yeah. And Monica's okay, hair... Okay, friends and mothers, how do we feel about Ross's longer hair? And how spectacular is Monica's hair? To go from, like, such bad Karen hair to this, like, glorious natural yeah. curl. Yeah, it looks great. I love it. But I also think Ross's hair looks good. Um... I remember a few episodes ago, earlier this season, I think, I commented on like how the show's budget is clearly so big now that they can have amazing looks that you could barely even see that are in one scene. Mm-hmm. So in that first scene in The Perk, Monica's skirt is so cool. Mm. It's a long gray skirt with, like, um, what do you call it? Like an embroidered black flower it's not like a floral print okay. it's like one big flower on yeah. the left side yeah. okay. it looks super cool like and you, yep. but she never stands up you never even really see it yeah uh, i've got more okay go ahead um i have also in the first scene of the perk ross is looking very dapper he's got like a sort of brown on brown striped like uh suit very subtly striped with a pin dot um, white and like brown shirt, and then his tie was also something interesting that I forgot to write down. But I wrote this will show you that I how I thought about it. I said wrote I, I said I wrote 
Ross's suit, shirt, tie, long hair combo. So I liked his hair from the very first scene. No. I like his slightly longer hair. No. Um, and then um, Rachel was wearing like a jersey, like maxi dress. Is that what that is? Mm-hmm. With the long sleeves, it's like a t-shirt dress, mm-hmm. but with long sleeves. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. Oh, um, when they first knock on the Yeti's door, um, Rachel's wearing a very smart, like, uh, suit, like skirt suit. Okay. And it's like so well fitting. Yeah. Yeah. She's got a great bod. Great bod for a suit. Um, what's under the umbrella? Um, well, real quick, uh, props to the props department. We got some ocean spray crayon. Was it ocean spray? I was trying to see if it was ocean prey or something. It might have been. It might have been sand spray. Um, also, uh, muzzle to the magna. We just have why. Why? I noticed it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, we can move on to. Oh, there's also ugly naked guy. The return of ugly naked guy under the umbrella. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah. That's on there. Um, I forgot that. I, I think of muzzle to the magna as being under the umbrella, but you're right. It's not. Yeah, it's kind of props. It, yeah. But it yeah. could be both. It could fit in both categories. It works as a segue, I guess. So, yeah, ugly naked guy. Speaking of segues. Yeah, speaking of segues. Gunther being a creep and, like, taking right. all of Rachel's furniture. Or Ross's furniture Ross, because Rachel I mean. has, yes, like, been yes, on it. Because she's, yeah. Um, also, Rachel being shallow and being, like, called out for being kind of shallow. But she stuck up for herself, which is good. She did. Um, Even though she totally got played by that... Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, pickup artist bullshit. Yeah. Um, ugly naked guy. Um, also, like, fat phobia when Phoebe says, I miss that fat bastard. Oh, yeah, about the ugly naked guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the idea that, like, <laughs> he, he, like, showed himself, like, after a long time to, like, get them all together <laughs> as, like, a sentimental gesture. Yeah, that is funny. Um... Also, animal actors. Don't like them. That, that squirrel was cute. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, uh, that's it. Well, then maybe let's take a quick break. Okay. Okay, we're back, and we are ready to jump into How I Met Your Mother, Season 5, Episode 6, Bagpipes. Natalie, take it away. Okay, so we're introduced to the episode, um, and there's a new couple upstairs uh, playing the bagpipes. So... As yeah, specifically upstairs from Ted and Robin. Yes. Yeah. Um, so because Ted wants to like shelter his kids from anything like, I guess, obscene or I guess, too adult. Yeah. So bagpipes is love making. Love making, but whoopee. Sp- but it's like a euphemism. But also like the expletive. So like shut the bagpipe up. Yeah. But also like they've been. Bagpiping. bagpiping. Yeah, so it means fucking. Yeah, it's or fucking. Bagpipe equals fuck. Yes, exactly. Right. Um, uh, let's see. Um, Barney. Um, wait. Uh, <laughs> do I need to I vamp? Yes, I can't read my writing. Well, how do I vamp? What, what would I read? Um, what's going on? In the, what's in the news? <laughs> What is in the news? Okay, today? okay. Okay. So, um, Barney, I don't know why I wrote he just wants peace and quiet. 
um, Ted went to work at McLaren's because he wants peace and quiet. Got it. He went to the bar for peace and quiet. Yes. Okay. And then Barney um, has, Barney is talking to Ted about like how things are going so great with Robin. And then Ted calls it new relationship smugness or NRS. I think it's a real thing. Really? You don't think, like, when you're in a brand new relationship, you're like, I got it so much better than all these suckers. These people think they're in good relationships. Not like mine. I don't think I had that. Huh. I don't think I get that. Maybe, but I, it sounds like maybe you didn't like me as much as I liked you. That's not true at all. It's just <laughs> I didn't have the smugness. Um, so Barney, of course, everything is a competition, so he thinks he's the best at relationships. Now that he's in he thought he was the best Single guy and um, Marshall and Ted are like, huh, not yeah. really. You're a creep. And then but now he's the best relationship guy because, like, what's uh, what sparked all this was that Barney was at Marshall and Lily's and he saw yes. just a tiny thing. Yes. So it was like, so Lily wants the dishes washed immediately after their use, and Marshall does it um, because yeah. He wants to, he knows that it's important for Lily. Yeah. And I was going to, the reason I specifically wanted to make sure to bring this up is that I think that like, I mean, real talk, we're, we're both more like Lily, but I think I'm more the Lily than you are on that specific thing. I don't like a dish sitting around for even 30 seconds. Like when it's done, I want it washed or at least rinsed and put in the wash That's dishwasher. That's true. You leave it, like after you eat, you, le- you push it to the end of the table and then you put your feet up on the table. Every night when you eat dinner. Every but night. But as soon as I stand up, that's what I'm saying. Right, but it's sitting there for like up to an hour. That's still part of the... It's not. A, first off, it's not an hour. Whenever I next go to the bathroom, I'm going to take it with me. So that to me, that's still part of the time that I have with the dish. Okay. I what like I'm talking about... You're contradicting yourself. No, I'm not. What I'm talking about is specifically what Marshall did. Taking a dish that you're done with, putting it in the sink, and walking away to clean it later. Oh, no, I don't do that. No, as I said, we're both Lily. Yeah. But I think I'm even more, like, uh, grossed out by dishes sitting in the sink. I've never left dishes in the sink. I'm not accusing you of that. I'm saying I'm more grossed out by it than you are. I'm grossed out. We we are Marshall and Lily now. Yeah. We're in a a fight. Yeah. So, um, Barney... Now I want to hear the uh, listener's point of view. Is that, like, is... If you eat in front of the TV... And finish the dish. Or finish your meal. Leaving the dish until you next stand up. Or do you pause and wash it? And then go back to watching whatever you're watching? Yeah. I feel like... I Yeah, I I, I can wait until I'm going to stand up But if you're so grossed out that it's sitting there... No, I said I'm so grossed out when dishes sit in the sink. Yeah. You're like not hearing what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm like Lily. I don't like... A dirty dish sitting in the sink. Yeah, I'm the same. Yeah, so we're both Lily. Yeah, and I guess I don't like a dirty dish sitting out for too long either, but to me, the next fucking commercial break or whatever All is right. fine. So now we're in a fight, and... We're let's, doing the rest of this let's talk about- uh, <laughs> podcast under protest because we hate each other now. Okay, so... We don't hate each other. Hate, me, hate means die. Hate means... <laughs> Inside joke. Hate means die. Um, so... Uh, Barney is like saying that like he and Robin are the best because they um, figured out how to avoid conflicts. They um, they avoid fights completely with different tactics. Barney 
gets up and walks away. Robin slowly takes off her clothes. Yeah. <laughs> Both, I think, good. Good tactics. I think you should try Robin's tactic. I think you should try Barney's tactic. <laughs> right now. <laughs> um, okay, and then Ted this whole time is saying, like, that's that's ridiculous. Like, you can't, that's not sustainable. Yeah. Um, and Marshall's talking about the fight with Lily and then Barney has this like um, this fantasy of the like imagined perfect relationship with Lily, which is gross. And yeah, yeah. like him getting home from work and her just being like so like dumb and subservient. Yeah. And she even like sits on his lap, yeah. which we'll get to later. Um, and she's just so like because I'm a woman, I don't understand these things. It's yeah. just like so over the top. So Barney's trying to tell Marshall, like, you need to stand your ground. You don't care about the dishes being washed right away, so why are you yielding to this? And Ted says, please don't give this advice. This is terrible. You shouldn't stand. It's it's going to be worse. Ted knows what's going to happen. Um, so Marshall endeavors to stand up to Lily. It uh, backsfi- backfires completely. He shows up at Ted's door with his pillow and his blanket. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, oh, yeah. Um, Ted slaps Marshall, <laughs> but then lets oh, him yeah. in. Oh, yeah. We'll get to we'll that. We'll get to that later. Uh, on uh, two different categories, we'll get to that later. Yeah. Um, so Robin and Barney had gone to their um, ski chalet, and now the ski bunnies are back, and they do like a little like skiing into McLaren's. Yes. Meanwhile, we didn't, we don't know what happened yet right. on the ski trip because we're were led to believe that they had this great time yeah. and they never get into conflicts. But they also do, uh, since I've already like embarrassed myself enough uh, about how I behave in real life, I'll just keep going. They also do a little like bit of shenanigans of blowing each other's kisses yes. and catching them. Yes. We, we do that too. Yeah, we do that. <laughs> um, so yeah, they're nauseating. They have adorable. Like we are. They have adorable nicknames for one another, which we do. Yeah, not as cute as Marshmallow and Lilypad or yeah. what is it, Bar- Barnstormer and Roro? Yeah. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, um, Ted knows that this is bullshit. Um, he knows, actually, um, he, he knows for sure because he was in a relationship with Robin and he knows firsthand that she doesn't like nicknames um, as much as he tried to call her um Robsy Wobsy. Yeah. <laughs> and him uh Timo? Uh, Timos. Timos. He also tried to call her Sh- Sherbs. Sherbs, yeah. Right? Like Sherbert. Le- Sherbatsky. Sherbatsky. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, Timos, which reminds me like cuz that was you know, first letter of first name, first initial of yeah. last name. Like yeah. you'd be Enshafe. Yeah. I'd be Dbax cuz my last name is only one. Sounds so much like Dbag. Uh, yeah, yeah. But anyway, I, um, I only had one friend that we actually did that with, but only because his name, it wasn't even the entire first initial, but his name, I don't want to say what his name was, but his nickname in that configuration was J-Lo. Okay. His, (laughs) he was a J-Lo-something, so we called him J-Lo for years, and then, like, uh, it's kind of like <laughs> what was uh, the character on Silicon Valley? Who's like who was the t- what was his name? The tall 
the tall guy on Silicon Valley who was like um, the assistant. Ma- Martin Starr? No. No, the uh, Jared. Jared, yes. Right, but yes. They, they like realized at one point he was like, by the way, my name is actually Donald. Yeah. He started calling me Jared yeah. years ago. Yeah. So it was like that with J-Lo where we called him that for years. And at one point he was like, I don't like that. I don't like that name. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. Um, so uh, Marshall tries to um, stand up to Lily. He gets all flustered. And he totally fucks it all up by saying, like, I work harder, I make more money. Yeah. And then he, him, like, Barney getting into his head, he says, dance for me. And tries to, like, get her to sit on his lap. She's like, yeah. what are you talking about? What is wrong with you? Yeah. Um, and then, of course, like, this fight turns into a million other fights. So, like, um, fighting... Marshall and Lily are like multiplying. Yeah, and, like, it's very cool. It's a kind of a cool. And also, image. I think also one of those things that actually does happen in a in a couple fight. Other things yeah. come up. Yes, totally. Um, and then Barney is like, "No, this is like you need a surge. You need to fight harder." And Ted is like, "Please, please stop this." Um, meanwhile, Ted um, talks to the. The neighbors, the bagpipers, <laughs> or he tries to, but then they're olds, so he feels bad. And um, they continue to bagpipe all over their apartment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so Marshall and Lily continue to fight, and he's Barney or Marshall's saying like, "Okay, I'm not going to do the dishes anymore," and Lily's like, "Fine, no sex." Um, She's making all these delicious meals and not letting him have any. We'll get to that later. Um, so Ted finally confronts Barney and says, like, I know you're lying about this. Um, the The jig is up. Um, uh, also, here's Phil. He li- He's your downstairs neighbor, and he hears everything, and he knows you've been fighting. And then we find out what really did happen on the ski lift. Or, on the yeah, on the ski trip. They're on the ski lift. They get into an argument. Uh, Barney can't leave, and Robin can't take off her clothes, even though she's like, maybe just my pants, because yeah. it's like <laughs> actively snowing. Um, so um, they finally have to apologize to one another and set their egos aside. And Ted's like, this is like, this is the whole point of the relationship is like getting into the real stuff. It's not a competition. Yeah. This is what makes relationships good. And Robin and Barney, in true Robin and Barney, like, fashion, they're like, we we win. We're the champs. And, yeah. like, high five because they're yeah. both super competitive. Um, and then, uh, okay, Marshall and Lily um, think that they're the best couple. And they toast to each other with champagne flutes. Um, and then... They start to bagpipe, and all of their, like, multiple fights turn into bagpipes, <laughs> bagpipers, <laughs> Yeah, uh, much to the chagrin of their downstairs neighbors. Well, they, they make up, it's makeup sex. Yes. That's what it is. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Makeup sex multiplied. Yeah. Because of all of the... Yeah, and their downstairs neighbors are weirdly fancy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, what did I miss? Um, I like that I ask you 
do you have any other stray observations? And you say, what did I miss? Yeah, because I feel like I'm terrible at these recaps. Um, I always miss, like, major plot points. Major plot points? (laughs) (laughs) Good one. Uh, No, I I had some stray observations. This, first off, I have never, ever... I've been living in apartments. Now we live in a townhouse for for 20 years, uh, more than 20 years. I've never, ever confronted a neighbor about noise. Oh, we've had many neighbors confront us. We've had who? We've had two. Yeah. No, we've had one. Our next door neighbor here. Yeah. I've had one in my past. Yeah. Where um, before I lived with you, a downstairs neighbor um, complained that my music was too loud. That's not the only one. And then I turned it down. And um, uh, then she came back up later, and I was like, still? Anyway. But yes, you're thinking of another one that I forgot. Yeah, we're, we're going to move on from that. Okay. Yeah, um, there was another one. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, and then, oh, this is the first time I've noticed, I've, I've always noticed when they're at McLaren's, the little um, cardboard advertising things on the table, which are called table tents, by the way, from what I understand. Okay. I, I looked it up. Yeah. Uh, they have the little McLaren's logo on them. Yes. This is the first time I noticed the pint glasses having McLaren's logos on them. Oh, Has yeah. that always been the case and I just never noticed it before? Maybe. Yeah. McLaren's logos on the pint glasses. Yeah. I'd never noticed. Yeah. That's my last uh, observation. Okay. Um, should we get to funniest? Yes. Um, <laughs> well, just, it's not a, a line, but when... Um, when Marshall tries to, they're like arguing in the kitchen and he tries to get Lily to sit on his lap. Yeah. <laughs> the way she looks at him is very funny. Yeah. Uh, the slap made me laugh out loud because um, they make a slap bet that yes. Uh, yes. Marshall thinks that Barney's plan will work. Ted knows it won't and yeah. makes a slap bet. So when when Marshall shows up, Ted immediately slaps him. But then like he's like, come on in, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, that made me laugh. That was very funny. And then I have one other one. Um, well... This is kind of like, there's kind of like two here. Um, Marshall's like upset that um, they're in a fight. He's in a fight with Lily because she keeps like making oh, food. Yeah. She makes this pan- was my other one. pancakes and bacon strip. But she didn't. She said, uh, this morning she made pancake and, and bacon strip. And bacon strip. <laughs> yeah. Funny the idea that anyone would just have just one, one bacon pancake. Strip. But she just did it. Like to piss him off, and then yeah. in another scene, she's in the other room and says, um, "Marshall, dinner's ready, but it's just for her." And he says, uh, "Did you make any for me?" And she says, "No, but it's your favorite." Yeah, yeah. In <laughs> um, uh, one of the fights between Marshall and Lily, um, Lily's upset that. Um, Marshall's mother doesn't like her and like he's like she's neutral to you or what is what does he say? <laughs> yeah, I think that's what he says, yeah. Neutral. Um also I thought Robsy Wobsy was funny. Okay. Um Yeah, that's it. Then let's um move on to what do we do next? Fashion. How I met your mother but make it fashion. Yeah. Go ahead. Um Robin has like a terrible statement necklace. Is that even what it is? I just, I just. Is I was it like, like part a, of a shirt? I couldn't tell. Was it like an embellishment on a shirt? It seems to be moving independently, but it's mm-hmm. like too stupid, it's too low. big to be a ne- necklace. Yeah. yeah. Awful. Awful. Just, just sparkly, awful. a sparkly whatever the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. Just bad. Um, I like that we like. Okay, I'm gonna. There's actually one and a half 
that I liked. So I'm going to start with the half. What did you think of Lily, Lily the homemaker's dress and Barney's fantasy? Um, I was confused by this because I thought, like, if they're going to lean into, like, the 1950s housewives, like, they should have went all in. Have her dress like have Jean her, Cleaver yes, or whatever. Yes, and yeah. him dress like Don Draper or whatever. Yeah. Like, it should have been more into Cleaver. That. Yeah. We could have stuck with the... <laughs> The Cleaver family. Um, yeah, uh, but I thought the dress was okay if a little bit much. It was like two different patterns. And then it also had a bunch of just like... It didn't fit the aesthetic that they were trying to go for. Layers, yeah. Okay. Uh, you have any more fashion? No, God okay. no. Uh, the one I actually liked is when they get back from the ski trip, Robin's wearing like an Argyle cardigan. Okay. It was like, hey... That's fine, yeah. Put Colby Smulders in something that's, like, normal and nice. Yes. Yeah, she looks great. Normal seams, um, normal waistlines. Yeah, yeah. Oh, also, on I liked on the uh, ski trip that they have matching beanies. Yeah, that was Matching, cute. like, quilted cream-colored beanies, or toques, if you're, if you're Robin and you're from Canada. Okay. Um, uh, Robin, at one point, is wearing terrible low-rise low jeans, I mean, they she often is. Always, yes. But there's a part where she like gets out of the booth at McLaren's, and it's almost like plumber ass. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just not not good. Um, and then this one is more just a quite or something I found curious uh, at the beginning. Ted is wearing a shirt that says Shaker Wrestling, and I thought, okay, we know Ted's from the Cleveland area. Shaker Heights? So I was like, okay, okay, maybe he went to Shaker Heights High School and that's his okay. wrestling shirt. Yeah. But I looked it up and the Shaker Heights High School is not called Shaker High School. It's called Shaker Heights High School. So it would, it would say Shaker Heights Wrestling. Right. There is a Shaker High School in Latham or Lantham, New York, which is uh, a suburb of Albany. But I don't know why. I don't know why Ted had a Shaker Wrestling shirt. Maybe okay. he just found it at a, at a thrift store or yeah. it's a fake thrift from... Urban Outfitters, which seems more like Ted's style anyway. Totally. But Marshall also has like a, like it said, like Black Cobra. Black Cobra motorcycles. Black Cobra, yeah. okay. Yeah. He's not into motorcycles. No, I just think he likes the, likes yeah. the shirt. Yeah. Um, uh, Should we go under their umbrella? Yeah, wait, there was, um, I can't remember who it was, but there was a, a guest on Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, I think it was, who said that if you don't have kids... You, if a man doesn't have kids, then he should have a motorcycle. <laughs> hmm. um, I say if a man doesn't have kids, he should get lots of dogs. Okay. We have one dog. That's okay. all our HOA will, will allow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't have really been interested in motorcycles. Certainly not Harleys. I like a, like a, like a Triumph, I yeah. guess. Yeah, those are yeah. cute. Yeah. Yeah, I like scooters. I like, um, I guess I just want to be uh, Lawrence from the beginning of Lawrence of Arabia and die in a motorcycle accident but on a cool triumph motorcycle yeah <laughs> uh all right we're moving i don't on. want you to die on a motorcycle or um, okay uh i'll keep that in mind Should, are we moving on to under the umbrella yeah okay um, so um i always start with oh, this okay. you start on friends and okay. this is the one that's the category that's backwards okay uh so yeah you mentioned it but using code code words mm -hmm. like bagpipes or, Shelter or sandwiches from... or yeah um a slap bet and a slap, mm -hmm. obviously. Uh, there's a reference to Marshall's brothers uh, being like gigantic, <laughs> sadistic. No, oh, sadistic. yeah, there was something yeah. about like they like beat him up. Uh, well, they um, trapped a badger, starved it for five days, and then hid it in his sleeping bag. Mm. 
Um, and then, uh, yeah, this is more stealing one from you, but just like, uh, making every place about them and and marshall just like shouting at mclaren's about how he's gonna go confront lily or whatever yeah uh it's like tone it down buddy these other people trying to enjoy their drinks yeah um also we mentioned already like barney fantasizing about lily yeah is gross yeah but funny funny yeah um yeah also like not just high fives, but like high fives about like sex lives. Like, yeah, we did it. Oh, you yeah. know? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. There was a high two. Yeah. Because they were wearing mittens. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yes, I should have put funny. that. I should have. That's cute. I should have written that down. Yeah. Glad you reminded me. Uh, anything else? Uh, no. Okay. I can't wait to move on to similarities. I only have one. Okay. <laughs> I have a lot. Okay. Let me do my one first. Okay. Um, people in relationships doing something because their partner wants them to, not because they want to. So Ross is getting rid of his furniture and moving. Marshall is washing dishes right away. Yes. So along those same lines, yes. Avoiding fights. So in order to avoid um, like a divorce or a fight, he's agreed to unreasonable sacrifices. Yeah. Barney thinks Marshall's making an unreasonable sacrifice by washing the dish when he doesn't, he wants to have a snack. Yeah. He wants to have a snack. He obviously just finished eating. Yeah. Um, At one point, um, Barney's eating a bagel, and that was very like it wasn't a full bagel spread, but it was like locks on a bagel. That's right. And it was very bagel spread adjacent. He never got to finish it because he he stormed out. Mm -hmm. That's right. That was the flashback because I I remember thinking it looked good. Yes. But then when when Robin takes off her clothes, he's like. Eating a banana for breakfast, but like like Mr. Pitt eating it with a knife and fork. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Also <laughs> stolen from Seinfeld. Yeah. Um, okay. There was a lot of discussion about uh, building neighbors. So the bagpipers. Um, oh yeah. And then of course um, Phil and Danny. And then speaking of Danny, there's Danny. And then discussion of um, Lily doing the Danny Torrance voice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, Let's see. Um, Yeah, Danny Torrance and the Yeti. They're both Danny. Uh, Neighbors, Phil and Danny. Um, Man, I think that's it. Okay. Uh, Well, I think it's time to play favorites. Okay. Three, two, one. Friends. friends. Yeah, this was a really... Uh, this was a winner. A really funny episode. Um, and since I'm... I'm certainly not a Ross and Rachel shipper, but I'm a Ross and Emily anti-shipper. Yeah. Um, yeah. And not because I dislike Emily, but because, like, I feel like Ross fucked up so much that he just needs to, but, you know, pull the plug. Yeah. <laughs> just get out of there. But I think Emily's behavior is, like... I think we're supposed to dislike her. Her behavior is like pretty awful. I, I mean, I agree. But I know but it's also, coming like, from a place of like what, what Ross did is like so insanely yeah. hurtful. So I mean, she should have just said, "Okay, this is over." But of course, you don't just like fall out of love with someone because they fucked up. Yeah. So it's probably hard for you. Emily. Wouldn't know that from like uh, Reddit or Twitter, where everyone's like, 
you know, uh, I, mean, I know people are joking, but you know, like the "Am I the asshole?" Mm-hmm. Uh, Reddit's, mm-hmm. you know, people are always like, "My husband or my wife is doing this," and then like so many people will respond like, "Time for a divorce." Get divorced. It's like, come on, yeah, it's it not. It doesn't work. Like marriage that. isn't like uh, you know uh, signing up for HBO Max. Sorry, Max. Right. By the time you're hearing this, it might already be Max. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I think that's true. I think it's tomorrow. Uh, we're recording this on the 21st. No, t- Tuesday. The night this goes up is the day that HBO Max switches yeah. to being just Max. It's too bad. Which is, I mean, that's how we watch Friends. So, uh, yeah. Who, who knows if it'll have, make any difference? They yeah. say it won't. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, yeah. Playing favorites. Uh, we did that. Catching up on our correspondence. We don't have a lot. Um,. I don't know if we have anything on Instagram because Instagram was down today. I think it might be back, though. Let me see. Um, Instagram is back, but... Oh, thank God. No uh, no correspondence there. I didn't get anything on Twitter. Didn't get any comments on the website. Unless someone left a comment and I accidentally deleted it, which has happened before because uh, we get a lot of spam lately. So I've just been, like, mass deleting comments. Yeah. So um, let us know if yeah. so. Uh, but no, Phil um, says, hello, Tawi Mim, which is how we kind of refer to it. Yeah. I don't know if we ever said that on the podcast yeah. before. Uh, Tawi Mim. Um, he says, I'm a little behind on the show, but I had an idea about what movie Joey and Ross were seeing in the one where Phoebe hates PBS. Uh. And I think he, might, he says, it looks like Saving Private Ryan was in theaters at the same time as how Stella got her groove back. It makes sense that the two of them would be at Saving Private Ryan and that it would be loud. Mm. I think that's a good point. Um, I think that, that's a that's a good um, guess I because I think guess. I was kind of forgetting. I was thinking about like now movies. Uh, I mean, right now like John Wick Four is in its ninth week, and that's like uh, notable. Now movies are in theaters for like six weeks, mm-hmm. you know, at, at most uh, sometimes. But I forget the movies used to be in theaters forever and ever because mm-hmm. I was like, well, this is a fall episode. Saving Private Ryan was a summer movie, which also how weird is that. Like, summer movie? fun summer movie. Like, yeah. what do you want to go see? You want to go see the new uh, superhero movie or you want to go see Saving Private Ryan in yeah. the middle of the summer? Yeah. Uh, it is weird that it was a summer movie. Um, but I guess things were different back then. Now I feel like Saving Private Ryan would be like a Christmas Day movie. Um, which that's weird too. Christmas Day is supposed that's to be cheerful, the, but like they often release like big, heavy, like awards contenders yeah. on Christmas Day, you know? Yeah. Um, like The Irishman. Uh, that was early. But, you know. Yeah, July 24th, 1998 is when Saving Private Ryan came out. Wow. Um, hold on. Real uh, okay. quick. Okay. I just I just on. thought of a um, similarity. Oh, yeah? And that is um, breakfast pastries, the round, the little round waffles and the single pancake. <laughs> <laughs> um. So what um, what do we do next? So that's um, a correspondence. Oh, next it's time for my favorite segment to introduce, uh, which is called How Were We Doing? And this is where we look at what was happening in the world on the days that these episodes aired. So um, I actually need you to vamp a little early. I know I normally don't uh, need a vamp this soon, but I kind of screwed up. Rose oil hand cream. Chocolate raspberry swirl. Toscana with black pepper. Okay. <laughs> it's funny. Like, I, um, whenever you're like vamping, you're doing the ASMR, I feel like when I can't come back, I try to make an effort to not be like, okay. Because okay. I know if I were listening yeah. to an ASMR video and suddenly it was like, gotta ease into it. Um, 
yeah. Uh, so, Friends season five, episode six, the one with the Yeti, aired on Thursday, November fifth, nineteen ninety eight. Um, man, sometimes I try to like avoid like bummer stuff, mm-hmm. um, or, or or at least like dark stuff. Mm-hmm. But sometimes that's all there is. So. Um, uh, Myra Hindley, who has since died, uh, loses an appeal uh, against her whole life tariff, uh, which is um, in England um, or in, in the UK, I guess, a whole life tariff means life without the possibility of parole. Okay. Um, do you know off t- the top of your head who Myra Hindley is or was? She died. Um, um, did she kill her children? No. Um, she and her partner... Um, committed what are known as the Moore's murders, uh, which are child murders. Um, but, uh, um, his name is Ian Brady. Um, there don't read about the Moore's mur- murders unless you're like, a someone who's into that. But I guess if you're into that, you already know they're some of the most famous, uh, serial killers of all time because it's really horrific stuff. Uh, but, uh, she died in prison eventually. Um, um, but, uh, lost an appeal um that day but anyway yeah i guess i i don't like about myself that i read that and knew exactly who myra hindley is because i don't like being like a true crime creep yeah. but so i guess some things you learn and they just like stick with you yeah. um i feel like by i've encouraged people to look up the morris murders by yeah. talking about how awful they are yeah. but they really are uh all right top five songs in the u.s that day though uh at number five 98 degrees because of you Yeah, that's not... Who sings, like, because of you, I oh, never stray yeah. too far? Is that I them? I think so. Okay. Let me see. Because, it would have to be, right? Yeah, I guess. But for some reason, I thought that was a woman's song, Mm-mm. a woman's voice. No. Um, yeah, okay. Video is oh horrendous. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, number four, divine. Lately, if you look up the Moore's okay. murders immediately after, yeah, watch up, the because watch of you the, video. Yeah, it'll prick you right back. Okay, up. hold divine. Lately, I feel like I know that song, and I know it's not divine, right? Like no. no. Um. Yeah. Um. Like I know this Just song. sitting away, watching the days go by. Lately, I've been torn apart. I wish you hadn't broken my heart. I, mean, I don't know this song. It just sounds so familiar. Yeah. Oh. Been thinking about you lately. Okay, there you go. Uh, at number three, Drew Hill, How Deep Is Your Love? Not the BG song. At number two, Bare Naked Ladies, One Week. It's been. And at number one, Monica's The First Night. Season 5 of episode 6 of How I Met Your Mother, which again is called Bagpipes, aired on Monday, November 2nd, 2009, which means, yes, they skipped their chance to do a Halloween episode. Yeah. Both shows. Yeah. No Halloween episode yeah. this year. Get it together, both Get shows. Get it together. Although, did you, I know I told you about it, so I know you saw it. Um, the uh, WGA strike is ongoing, yes. and the, um, 
the former, uh, or at least some of the former writers of How I Met Your Mother got together to uh, pay for a, a coffee cart for one day for, for one of the picket yeah, locations. And that. had a big like sign that was like, we're able to pay with this, pay for this because we got residuals thanks to people who have strike, striked and stood up in the past. Yeah. Uh, very cool. Yeah. Very, and, How I Met needless Your Mother. to say, we support the WGA entirely. Yeah, I think we said that already. Yeah. But yeah, I mean... We continue to support the WGA. Yeah, I mean, we're a couple of pinkos, so that should not come by uh, to any um, as any surprise to anyone. Yeah. Um, so on that day, uh, again, like kind of dark shit. But Simon Mann, a uh, British mercenary, was sentenced to a 34-year term in Equatorial Guinea uh, for his involvement in a failed coup. So um, uh, Simon Mann uh, owned and ran a. Um, I don't know what you call these. They're mercenaries. Like Blackwater is an American one. Is called Sandline, and um, uh, basically the president of um, New Guinea hired Sandline basically to throw overthrow uh, the sort of um, governors of this sovereign island within Papua New Guinea or something. It's I read about the whole story this morning and I've already forgotten some of it, but uh, he was sentenced to 34 years, um, but he was pardoned by the okay. president. Okay. Uh, top five songs in the U.S. on this day, if I can get to it. At number five, Jay-Z, Run This Town. At number four, Miley Cyrus, Party in the USA. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's funny because a Jay-Z song is on in the mm-hmm. cab. I think I said that already, like weeks ago. Uh, number three, Jay Sean Down. At number two, Jason Derulo, What You Say. And making its debut at number one, All Cities Fireflies. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I know this song. Okay. Um, okay. All City Fireflies. It's one of those, like... New folk sounding things, I think. Oh, like Lumineers? Yeah, I Oof. think. I could be wrong. The worst. Uh, Fucking Mumford and Son or whatever they're called. I could be wrong. Why is this taking me so long to find it? Oh. Oh, it's don't, like the Postal Service. Don't sue us. All right, get to it. Oh, yeah. All right, I guess I didn't know the song as well as I thought. Yeah, Um, I don't know that song. The only Owl City song that I know (laughs) is... There's a really great movie that I'm apparently going to be on a podcast with with uh, uh, Jackson to talk about called um, uh, what is it? Legend of the Guardians: The Owls of Gahul. Yeah. Um, one of Zack Snyder's best works, uh, and there is a montage of owls <laughs> forging battle armor yeah. in like a cave. Yeah. <laughs> like become being like. Smitty's like forging armor yeah. set to an Owl City song, cute. Uh, and the chorus is like, You take to the sky. <laughs> yeah. And I remember like kind of walking by and like 
you asked me if I wanted to watch it. I was like, no. And then I yeah. walked by and I was like, what is this? And I watched that part. Yeah. It was very funny. Crazy movie. Very crazy. Yeah. But uh, I think, okay, um, best Zack Snyder movies. The Dawn of the Dead remake is pretty good. Um, I think it's the Owls of Gahul. But I think it might be the Owls of Gahul for me, unless there's one other one. Because um, like, I know people are like, certain people are coming around on him, but I watched Army of the Dead and I was like, Oof. Yeah, that guy, the busboy at Bruce Brothers was like so into Zack Snyder and like took photos with him yeah. at like this premiere. Well, he is, I mean, he is by all accounts like yeah. a really nice like guy, cool Zack guy. Snyder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just like don't really like... I mean, I hate 300. I didn't like Army of the Dead. Yeah, Dawn of the Dead is okay. Legend of the Guardians is his best. I also am... You should ask the busboy if he's seen the Elves of Gahul. Yeah, I'm sure he has. I also have, like, I know it's bad, but I have a certain place in my heart for Sucker Punch because it's, like, such a weird, like, auteur type of, right. like, Zack Snyder got to make whatever he wanted. Yeah. And it's, like... And I remember thinking at the time, or saying, I think I said on my other podcast, it was called Battleship Retention, something like, this movie's either going to be a masterpiece or a complete disaster. And I think it weirdly ended up being kind of both. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, it's such a pure vision, but it's also, like, so incredibly stupid. But you never saw Sucker Punch, right? No. Um, but we did talk about this last week because I remember we told the story about me saying, so you're telling me. That was when Jackson brought up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're like, I'll see you in hell before I see that movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I can't carry on this conversation <laughs> any further. Look, whether you like it or not, I'm not going to be watching that movie. <laughs> Shut the flock up. <laughs> You've got to beak itting me. <laughs> Oh, okay. I'm out. I'm okay. <laughs> Me too. Um, all right. So, uh, final segment is called Challenge Accepted. This is where we try to predict what's going to happen next week on both shows, armed only with knowledge of the episode title. But first, we have to see how we did last week. Okay. I said that the one with the Yeti is Phoebe attempts to convince the gang that the cryptozoological beast known as the Yeti does indeed walk the earth. That didn't happen. No. Uh, you said that the uh, bagpipes would be someone the gang know ceases to walk the earth and they attend a funeral with a bagpiper, but funny. Yeah. We were both wrong. Well, so zero yeah. points across the board. Uh, now I'm, I'm going to need you to vamp for real. But are, are you still... How old is this Fear of this Flyer? So old. It's the, like, how, uh, no, it's the Valentine's Day one. So Yeah, why haven't we gotten a new one? Yeah. Well, I signed you up again. Thank you. So hopefully they'll start showing up in the mail again. Okay. Salmon rub seasoning blend. Elote chopped salad kit. Steamed lentils. Fair trade organic Sumatra coffee. Okay. Season 5 episode 7 of Friends is called The One Where Ross Moves In. Okay. I'm guessing something to do with him like... I don't know if he had already, like... Put in his notice? Put in his notice or, or whatever. Or maybe it's just about the fact that he doesn't have any furniture because Gunther bought it all. So... Um, Ross moves in with Monica and Rachel. But where does he stay? It's a two-bedroom. He must stay on the couch. 
Okay. The only thing is I can think of is he moves in with Phoebe, which would be funny. But he, but that, that ruins my thing. So I'm going to say Ross moves into the gal's apartment and he and Monica immediately regress into childlike bickering. Okay. Comma, st- stupid arm gestures and all. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, which, obviously we want to win these competitions, but um, I hope I'm wrong because that sounds unfunny <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to me. Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound like it'd be funny. I don't like... I don't like this like the stupid arm gesture thing, like the or the the fists or the yeah. like arms behind the head. I don't like them. I think they're unfunny, and a whole episode of that sounds uh, brutal to me. So I hope I'm wrong, okay. but that's my guess. Okay. Now, season five, episode seven of How I Met Your Mother is called the Rough Patch. Okay, so. Okay, so I don't think it's about Marshall and Lily because they already had like makeup sex from there. Right. So I think we're going to go back to um, Barney and Robin having a rough patch. So they're, I guess it's going to be kind of like a continuation of their issues. Yeah. Um, And they're going to be going through a rough patch. Um, and the rest of the gang will be like divided on whose whose side to. Okay, okay. So Barney and Robin hit. No, I would say because the episode's already called Rough Patch. I'm say experience some turbulence. Yes. in their relationship. And the rest of the gang have opinions are divided in their allegiances. Yes. All right. Yes. Okay. Well, I think that's it then. Mm-hmm. We yes. did the whole episode. Uh, yeah, we did. Um, our calls to action. It was. Right. What do you think of Ross's hair? Um, have you ever got a noise complaint in an apartment? Right. Or complained about someone else. Yeah. And for what reasons? Yeah. Um, we also had, do you, when I said, um, we're, hi kids, we're home oh, yes. early. Yes. Do you know that reference? Yes. And don't um, Google it. You can Google it, but don't. be honest, did you know it before? Yeah. Um, and also, how would you describe the patio fire escape type area outside yeah. Monica and Rachel's apartment? We already called this out, so no one answered, I don't think. Well, if no one answered, then we can do it again. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And any of the other calls to action, they're Yeah, on they're the always on the table. Yeah. Oh, it looks like, like Phil get, getting back to us weeks later about what movie um, yeah. uh, Ross and Joey and went Phil, to see. And Phil, the roommate downstairs, here's all the fights. That guy's name was Phil. Oh, his name was Phil. Yeah. 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 Um, 
All right. So you can find us. Uh, well, you can find the podcast wherever you found it. You already did that. You're good at it. Congratulations. But there's also a post for every episode at battleshippretension.com, which is the home of my other podcast, Battleship Pretension. It's also where you can find the GoFundMe for my uh, co-host, Tyler, who has been hospitalized and paralyzed since last summer mm-hmm. um, and uh, whose family could definitely use the help. If you can throw a few bucks their way, that would be very helpful. Um but uh, you can also leave a comment there for every episode. You can email us at the one where I met your mother at gmail.com. You can tweet at me at Davy Pretension. Um, Natalie, remind me, remind the listeners, where do you want them to find you on the I, internet? I don't. Uh, but if you like this episode, you should rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your mothers, um, correspond with us. 